Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. With over 800,000 sold, the King's Quest series continues to be the best-selling graphic adventure ever sold. Initially available on MS-DOS, with other popular formats to follow, King's Quest IV will be the first 3D animated adventure to use Sierra's improved high-resolution graphics system. In addition to its stunning new look, The Perils of Rosella will include over 40 minutes of original music performed by television and film composer William Goldstein. This stereo soundtrack is compatible with various music cards, including the Roland MT32 sound module, the AdLib music synthesizer, and the IBM music feature. That was quite the description. <laughs> Welcome back to Play Retro. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. This is Play Retro. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and you should try to click all my tiny little pixels. Oh, clicky, clicky. And I'm your other host, and I'm typing this into a text parser. You died. Sierra says, thank you for playing. Reload. No, thanks. Yeah, go left. Nope, go north. Go, go north. Go northeast. Pick up spoon. You you drowned. Eat spoon. <laughs> Uh, spoon. There's a lot to talk about today in our discussion of things you probably <laughs> gleaned from that intro, that weird intro commercial thing. Uh, we're talking about King's Quest 1 through 7. Uh, right. We're not going beyond that. There's a lot of stuff. There's a modern game in 2016 that not a lot of people know about. But no, we're not talking yeah, about There's it. so much more King's Quest than what we're going to discuss today. But yeah, you have to pick a you have to pick some kind of beginning and end, right? Mm-hmm. And find out why they called this the biggest adventure game ever created. Ever created. The biggest. Whoa, Brian, whoa. All right, before we get to any of that, let's talk about a couple of quick things here. Uh, during our couple weeks back discussion of Castlevania, all things Castlevania, we failed to mention a game that I think in the modern sense people might really like. If you like the old stuff, you'd probably really like this. I mentioned a bunch of them, but I missed this one. Okay, and this is a game we reviewed back on the Boop Show forever ago, but it bears repeating. Great Metroidvania creature trainer turn-based combat game called Monster Sanctuary. Mm. And uh, this is on Game Pass, PC and uh, uh, Xbox, as well as cross saves for that. 
So if you have Game Pass on either platform, you're good. And if you jump between the two, like I do all the time, then you'll be able to carry your saves back and forth. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, it's 20 bucks on everything else. Uh, it might even be on sale right now, so it might be worth checking. Anyway, the point is, this is like Metroidvania in terms of its like level design and unlocking new areas and getting new skills to get to those areas and those sorts of things. But the combat and the minute-to-minute uh, -minute sort of fighting is kind of Pokemon, except better because... Yeah, your shit heals when you're done, and I can't stand the way Pokemon works. Uh, so you got like a little creature, and you got another little creature or whatever, and you poop, poop those guys out during a fight, and they they have different abilities, and they do a turn-based kind of JRPG Pokemon-style fight, and you improve those animals or those creatures with skills and perks and stuff as you level them, and that's the combat system in a game that is otherwise kind of a Metroidvania, and it's very cool. So it is way cool. Is yeah. this also is kind of pixel art? So oh, if, yeah, if you're retro. into retro, you're probably going to like Monster Sanctuary. Yeah, I would I would agree. It has the spirit. On Steam right now for on sale, 6.79. What a I'm no going to buy it again. I already own it and I'm going to just buy it again. Yeah, I I might do that for 6 bucks. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is normally 20 bucks, it's 66% off. I don't know when the sale ends. Right. That's stupid cheap. No, it's part of their Okay, it's and part it, of their a spring lot of sale. It, it's a lot of entertainment too. Oh yeah, I'm getting that. I'm buying that game again just so I can have it yeah. there in case Game Pass ever implodes and I can't play it there anymore. I guess I gotta they buy it there. They've got to keep pushing because PlayStation Plus is nah. about to explode. Nah. According to what? Look, I'm excited says. about it, except that it's not day and date new games, and we yeah. also have zero idea what those games are, and also that three those three tiers are weird. Then the initial tier is the same as what it's always been. It's just PlayStation Plus mm -hmm. like it is now. So that means two or three games a month that. You know, you can grab and who knows what they'll be. Uh, the middle tier for 15, uh, which should be the one most equivalent to Game Pass, because that's what Game Pass Ultimate costs, is what they are saying up to 400 right. games. That's the term. Up to. Up to 400 possible games. Uh, PS4 and PS5, but they don't. we have no idea what those games are. They haven't said. Right. All we do know for sure is they're not doing day and date on new stuff. So... Unlike Game Pass where, you know, I don't know, Forza 7 or Horizon 5 or um, it's another big one, Halo Infinite. When those when those big games came out, big AAA releases, they were available everywhere, but also on Game Pass as well, day one. That is not true here. Right. So you're it not going to get the new, you know, I don't even know what well, old stuff you're going to get. I hope they well, throw cool I, things I'm gonna in say, there. Would I be able to play uh, Medieval? Can I play that on the on the PlayStation I there? I have no idea because they haven't given you a list yet. So we don't know, right? How about Matt? How about uh, the how about the uh, Matt game? What, Matt, Matt Mania, Matt, the pro oh, wrestling game. What maybe, about that? Maybe, but again, no list. But uh, they're doing retro for the third tier. So this right. is, this actually is interesting on our for the show's purposes. On the third tier, you're going to pay seventeen ninety nine, and in that tier, you get a bunch of old PSP, PS one, PS two games. No Vitas in there right. for some reason. Right. Um. And so the, they're trying so you, to fight back on two fronts, right? They're trying to go against the the Game Pass that is doing so well for Microsoft, and they're also trying to go against Nintendo bringing all their old stuff out, right? Well, so that, but also backwards compatibility on the Xbox has been pretty strong too. So you can play a lot yeah, of old yeah. Microsoft stuff and third party stuff out of the gate with Game Pass. Sony's been very slow to care that much about about uh, backwards compatibility. So this is a signal more in that direction but keep in mind a bunch of that most of that will not be downloadable that's streamed shit so yeah if yeah. you only want to stream Wait. psp games then that's how you're gonna have to Wait. play them 
And that's fine. Um, I haven't looked at all the details, but hopefully it's going to be kind of like the PS Now. It is available. You can play it through it's like exactly a, a stream. That. All they're doing like is PC. all they're all they're doing is re they're re marketing now. That's all that right. this is. Yeah, I'm interested where they're going to go, and especially in the retro scene. That that yeah, that for me, me too. For me too. I have a lot of interest in it. I have a PS5. I really like it. Um, I think it's missing a lot of features and services and stuff. But I really want to see. <laughs> them at least make the attempt to come up to parity with Microsoft on services. Right. And if they can do that, that's a whole new ball game, but I need to see that list and we're not going to know till June what these games how are. are they gonna, so. How are they going to beat, uh, how are they going to beat Microsoft? Now that Microsoft owns every game franchise ever, including King's quest, by the way. Oh, did they, I didn't. Oh, cause Sierra Activision. is part of the Activision yeah. stuff. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. I guess yes. they don't own it yet, but they should in the next year if things go right. Um, but yeah, uh, when that ink dries on that deal, they'll own all of Sierra's Zork. back catalog. They'll get oh. some, they'll get some Zork in there too. They'll, they'll get have those, the, uh, uh, yeah. those impressions games, uh, city builders like Pharaoh mm-hmm. and freaking, Oh dude. Now, yeah. But will they do anything with us? The question that's, they might, I mean, that Pharaoh game's getting a licensed rework right now by a third party. So that's probably right. a separate deal that was made before any of this. But anyway, uh, Lots of fun to be had, and Monster Sanctuary rules is my point. Hey, Brian, tell me about hey, all Scott. this bullshit you're buying for your Game Boy Color because <laughs> I cannot believe you're doing this stuff. What are you doing? Okay, as you all know, Robin from Texas sent me a Game Boy Color in a fantastic condition and plenty of games to play, including a couple of Zelda titles I've ever played. And, of course, uh, as I get older and uh, I can't see as well, I was thinking, you know what I need for this thing? It doesn't have a light. It does have a worm light that came with it. You oh, a worm. You love the worm, worm lights. lights. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that's, you know, those things are terrible when you're trying to look at them because the, basically all you see is the stupid light uh, sitting right in your face. So I was like, oh, I need to get one of those uh, those magnifying light things. I was like, cool. So they still sell those anywhere? Nope. But they do on eBay, of course. And so I remember like Mad Cats had some, you know, remember some name brand stuff. Sure. Anyway, I ordered something called a survival kit. It's a Pelican Game Boy Color survival kit. Oh and I'm Lord. holding this up to the camera right now. You may not be able to see it if you're just listening. But essentially it comes with a flip light magnifier. <laughs> it's that uh, translucent purple yep. uh, that you would you would get. It has a, uh, a data link cable so you can link up with your friends. It's got a charger and yep. it's just got all the stuff that you would imagine that you would need for that transforming game boy some, color some 90s this, early aughts bullshit right there in a bag it is but look at it is okay this, this is probably around circa 2005 yeah. so yeah. you know it's getting on 15 17 years that this was last out this thing on ebay is brand new in the box in the package never been opened sealed up How much? really tight and i kind of don't want to open it <laughs> Are you going to keep it mint? <laughs> I want to, it's a piece of trash. But back in the day, I would have been, I would have been like, ah, that's the low tier crap. I don't want that crap. Yeah. But the fact that it's almost 17 years old and mm-hmm. it, I mean, and even the blister pack, you know, it's, it's that, you know, it's that hard oh, plastic yeah. stuff. It's in perfect condition. It's not scratched up. It's not faded. It's yeah. just, it looks read like you just picked it up today at some, at some Best Buy or something. It really does. Does and it? Uh, just how much you pay for that? What'd you pay for it? Uh, it was about forty dollars. Oh, think, I think brand new. I think it was probably like in the twenty-five dollar range or something like that. So yep. you know, w- just for inflation, mm-hmm. that's not too bad. Plus, no. I had to get it shipped. That's so uh, 
Yeah, I got to so I got to make that decision. Do I open this stupid thing because are you going to actually not? use it? Are you going to put it on the Game Boy and use the big magnifier okay. hole and all that crap? Are you going to do that? Yeah, I am. Okay, if you're going to do that, then you should open that thing up and take the multiple lacerations that you're bound to get from that plastic. <laughs> Go ahead and do that. And then use the thing and then get video of it and stuff. Right. Otherwise, I don't think you should get I don't think you should open it if you're not going to plan on using it cuz it is I, kind of a cool relic to have in mint condition. It is kind of a cool relic. I'm almost tempted to order order another one but not like this because i almost feel dirty almost like i'm i'm ruining good stock out there because there was a plenty of them that were on ebay that were like pre you know already used at, sure. at the pack you know it's scuffs and stuff i think i'm just gonna maybe order another one that's all scuffed up and just and hang just, on to uh, this i love it i love it <laughs> that's awesome dude you said i got something from brian this week speaking of things that came in the mail oh, yeah, brian, it, it, yeah. it arrived it did. excellent yeah brian sent me a, a c64 mini one of those commodore 64 minis and I haven't plugged it in yeah. yet, but I freaking love it. My kids are all like, Dad, can I have it? Can I have this one? I'm like, no. no. No, this is mine. This is Dad's. Get away. And I, you know, take it and leave and hide it. Uh, yeah. If you haven't really seen cool. the C64 uh, Mini, by the way, listener, it is it is, it is is a lot of fun. It, it literally looks like the C64 Brown. It's got the keyboards, but it's as small. And the keyboard doesn't actually function, of course. But you can plug in USB, HDMI. And uh, it, it brings up the basic screen, so you can you can do all that. It's got it comes with a joystick, yep. uh, and it comes bundled with a certain amount of games. Was that um, joystick but, in the bundle to begin? Or no, I'm sorry, in the yes. the original C64 joystick. Is it based on that? Um, we, we never it is had based one. On the original C64 joystick. I don't remember if they sold it as a bundle with the joystick. There may have been some bundles. Mine didn't come with one, but mine was secondhand. Hmm. So. Okay. For my dad, but it looks like yeah. So, but it is it is a really cool little. If nothing else, it looks really cool on the shelf, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Okay, I yeah. found the original here. Uh, it's a little different than that original. Uh, yeah, that one looks a little bit different. You're right. I uh, the it, it it looked like the it felt like the original to me. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of it's awesome. been so long since. Oh, I've look seen at this! The how it used to be packaged. You got to see this. So you're looking at the stream here. That's Got how it. it used to come is in this like cool little plastic dome. Oh yeah, the the <laughs> dome, the like the the pyramid, like is got made out of power or something. Oh, that's is that the one? That's the joystick with the games on it. I yeah, think. they nah, sold one of those for a while. I don't remember those. It was preloaded with is the that games. What that is oh, it might be. Yeah, yeah, twenty six games. You're right. But that's pretty cool too, though. What an ugly effing controller! I'm sorry. It is a terrible, ugly controller. Just barely better than the Atari controller it's got two buttons one on yeah. each side how are you supposed to use that how are you supposed i guess if you're left or right-handed you can't use both buttons can you i guess you could turn it towards you and kind of i had one of these this uh like almost like flight stick looking one i had one of these oh yeah well oh i had God. it for my apple 2e is what i had it for i didn't have yeah. a c64 but uh, i had the apple 2e yeah. uh pro joystick controller thing with the little uh turny dials you'd remember, you remember little turny dials you had to do to yeah. like get it centered up it yeah. would it would fall out of alignment. You had to go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> Computer. And then some, this here's the other thing. My dad was adamant that we couldn't use the keyboards or any kind of controllers or anything for games on my right. Apple IIe because he said it was going to wear the thing out and he couldn't afford to buy a new one. So we never, <sighs> he, we had to like play games on the clandestine. Like he was not paying attention. It's like, you're going to wear here, it out. I love that idea. You know, he, like he was sure of it. It was the most like boomer ass thing to say back then. Right. 
you're going to wear it out. You're going to wear out we're that controller gonna, that's meant to be used that you'll never use. It's like, come we're on. Gonna to, we're going to have to use, we're gonna have to use a pair of vice grips to, to, to take it out of the TV and use it on this thing. That's Yeah, it's lame. Because <laughs> that's what you used to do. That's, what, that's, that's where the generation he was from, mm-hmm. where they would flip those dials around on the TV until yeah. you tear the knob off. Yeah. And then you had to take a pair of vice grips. And that was the new. <laughs> That's what we that did, too. New, new. And he would hold yeah. on to TVs until they were so long and dead that right. it may st- there, there may be a possibility of a hint of an image on a TV that he would hang on to. <laughs> We're like, Dad, you can't do you can't hold have the same TV for 28 years. You got to get another TV. So well, this still works just fine. It's a good time. Um, all right. Well, good luck with your purple bull crap. OK, purple. Did you get your uh, Dungeons and Dragon candy? Uh, uh, oh yeah, I got that as well. Uh, thank you I for that. It's D and D nerds, nerd brand D and D things crossover. That was weird crossover, don't you think? I loved it. I yeah. thought it was great. Where'd you and get then those? I could get something free, but then they wouldn't let me do it. Oh well, where'd you get those? Where'd you where do you find those? Oh, those are from Walgreens. Same oh. place I got Moon Knight. Did I mention they have family relative that uh, that works at the Walgreens? No, yeah, that's, right. that's awesome though. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Call you and go, hey Brian, we got weird what weird thing today. Come buy it. Like, what no, I'm usually in there visiting going, okay, how's it going? Everything going good? I'm going to look over your toy, <laughs> toy junk and stuff. Oh, you got some candy over here. I want some candy. Yeah. That's usually buy, how it goes. You walk I, out of there I'm in Walgreens their, a lot because of that. How's you walk, that. Do you walk out of there with one of their back vibrators? Back, um, yeah, back massager? More like, more like front vibrator. Oh, <laughs> for your patootie. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's get into it, guys. We got a, we got a game to discuss. Play a game. Do you all at home like adventure games? Do you like point and clicking and going, hey, I wonder if those two things combine or wonder if this thing happens over here? I'm actually even playing a modern uh, version of this in a game right now called Roki. Do you remember Roki? Oh. A couple years old. No. Uh, what it's is Roki? Made by a Norwegian developer. It's based on some Norwegian myth and lore and stuff. Anyway, very cool one of these. But in a very modern setting, modern engine, 3D character models, and, you know, it's a different kind of approach. But it's it's rooted in what we're going to talk about today. King's Quest 1 through 7. Now, we're going to get in super hairy detail about each one. Right. Uh, I think we'll probably focus because there's just on not enough ones. time. No, there's not to enough get time into it. We could do a four part series, but nobody wants that. That's too much. Well, soon. Yeah, soon. Yeah. We're actually probably going to eventually have to do an, an entire episode on seven. I think just for, by maybe. itself or maybe yeah. the remake seven or the remake. And there is a remake, uh, which people, uh, uh, like a lot. There's a 2016 game. That's like, I don't know what you call that. That's not a remake. It's like, a. it's well, yeah, it's, it's just a new King's quest with chapters instead of, yeah. you know, instead of the full game coming, but I don't think it once. worked out because the chapters ended or they stopped it's a reboot. Sh- shipping. They stopped shipping chapters. Which I think means it didn't Did they, sell very well, is I think what I, yeah, I think they got through five, didn't they? Didn't they uh, end up wrapping got, it up? That's, see, that's a good question because that, that's that's. I don't think they finished it my, up. I could be wrong, but I don't okay. think they finished it up. We'll have to we'll have to dig right. more into that. But we're talking about the old school stuff. We're talking eighties even here, mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. through uh, a chunk of the nineties. Uh, but let's start with with the first one. First of all, as a descriptor for those at home who are like, I never even heard of King's Quest. Why don't you guys tell me about it? King's Quest is a graphic inter- uh, adventure game series released between 1980 and 2016. 2016 being the one I mentioned. Um, and that's a little misleading because there's a giant gap between... Huge gap. The last proper a huge, one a and huge then that. chasm. Yeah, a huge chasm. More than like... What was the big chasm we talked about recently? Oh, Castlevania releases have been yeah. weirdly... Right. 
uh, uh, spaced out. Like 20, 2009 was the last like official one. And so uh, that isn't a mobile game or something. And so this is kind of a similar thing to that. I think it kind of ran its course and all that Sierra stuff sort of paused. <laughs> and then, Yeah, that's because they started it, it near the end there. I think about after six, King's Quest six, I believe, is when they started changing hands. Sierra had gotten to a certain size. Mm-hmm. And so it was getting bought, sold, re- reshuffling of management and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. Uh, this would have been 97, 98. So much later, but, um, Sierra was the publisher of the original half-life game. Right. Um, boy, that's, that's right. The, the, the fortunes have flipped there, of course, but they really have, uh, I used know. to get really excited. I remember back, I remember back when I would play Sierra games, I would get so excited about seeing that Sierra mountain logo. That was just, yeah. that was just the hotness, man. There were certain logos that would show up that you're like, yeah. Yeah, this is quality. Like the Lucas art thing, you mm-hmm. know the Lucas thing with the with the, the character guy there. Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. No, it meant, it meant quality. Sierra was known for a bunch of really quality products, uh, amazing adventure games, amazing uh, strategy and city builder games. I really hope that this purchase by Microsoft means we'll get those those games. Uh, I, on, I I'm, I'm just worried they're all going to get kind of lost in the shuffle. Now we know that uh, Monkey Island. Is uh, has some recent announcement with some with some new movement there, right? Yeah, with the original creators, Ron Gilbert and yeah. um, other dude, right? I can't, I can't Ron Gilbert. Ron oh, Gil- okay. Is it Ron Gilbert? What yeah. did I say? That's right. That sounds right. Doug Gilbert. <laughs> Doug. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Substitute <laughs> Doug whenever you don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, Gilbert's new project is to bring that back, and that you know he was on that original stuff, so that's exciting. So I don't know. Right. I, I think we may. We say this once in a while because Telltale Games came along and they were now the go-to for modern adventure game stuff. And then tons of indies in between, like lots of cool little indie adventure games over the years. It's never left us entirely as a genre, Mm -hmm. but everyone's always going, oh, I think it's about to make a big comeback. And then it does, and then it kind of peters out a little bit or becomes, you know, goes back to being a little more of 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 a niche. Um, yeah, and then it explodes again. And then the announcement of that new game, um, uh, you know, a revival to, to that series could be what it needs to get it going again. I don't know. Right now I've, I've read some interviews with, uh, Roberta Williams, who, uh, was the creator of, uh, of these, this King's quest. And I think the last we saw of them in an interview was they were, uh, had a ranch in Mexico or something, or they were, they were, they had a place in Mexico. And she said the only thing that would really get her back into doing a King's Quest is if she could work in MMOs because every time King's Quest came out with a new one, it always seemed like it was attached to like new technology or yeah. some a reason, right? Yeah, yeah. Not they didn't just want to like continue the story. It was always like a reason that was pushing uh, technology or something or or gameplay. Tally says the dream of King's Quest lives on in the form of anime dating sims. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of not wrong. That's it's, kind of, it's kind of not wrong. Also, those dating sims when they're some of them are funny and King's Quest right. was known for having a pretty strong sense of humor. And so, I, you yeah, know what? Tally's a right. Lot of puns. I think you might be right. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, a lot of adventure game is that kind of uh, negotiation of 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 uh like discussion, like clicking right. on, uh, yes, that is what I want to do. And the guy saying, oh, well, great, let's go. Or saying, no, I don't want to do that. And then he kills you with a sword or whatever. Like those dis- <laughs> those decisions and choices, as we look at them now, they're much more graphical and, you know, big, bold yeah. UI and all that. 
but back in the day, these were these were the early, uh, especially with the first King's Quest, yeah. nineteen eighty four. I it was made for the IBM PC Junior, right? That was yeah. I never had a chance to play that particular version, uh, even through emulation. And uh, oh, oh my, man, my it's, friend had was, that had that computer, and and I think he had right. this game, but I never got invited to go. I guess I wasn't much of a friend. Oh, that is. Yeah. That not much of a friend at all, but they it, it it was it was unique because this is the first uh, adventure game that graphic adventure game that actually used animation and required you to move your character, your sprite on screen uh, to a location. Um, so you didn't do much of the like the old the the old games where you would do like uh, you got to go north and then you'd go yeah, like you know, zork you'll use zork for example it was pure text yeah. that was it everything else was in your imagination and you had to type go north turn left pick up sword whatever yeah this game was like still type those things but this little dude will do what you told him told him to do yeah you you you, you controlled him with the keyboard so the go north go directional stuff was pretty yeah, that much was built in. Uh, not important anymore what was more important was what you saw on screen graphically when you arrived because it was kind of laid out like it was 3D. Of course, it's not. You got a 2D uh, sprite character that you can move behind things, by the way. That was kind of a, a big thing, being able to make the character move behind something, showing you that, oh, these are objects are on layers, and you can yeah. be behind stuff. Those trees and, are uh, shit, by the way. Look at those trees. They're really bad. I they Ugh. I actually, I really kind of like I hate uh, it. The, oh. the tree. I You know what? I, you, did you ever see the Homestar Runner? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, translation of this game no uh, no that i never they kind of did a yeah yeah, like homestar runner did like this homage to to this type and that's what always reminds me of that kind of art you definitely know the person who has created these uh these graphics maybe not the best graphics creator but also you got to consider what the equipment was yeah plus it got it got the job done um it got the job done you know what i know what it was because back then you didn't draw there were no tablets with pens and you know you didn't that's not how this worked you did it with (laughs) you did it with like coordinates you were like right all right the the black outline of this tree is x and then z and then okay do it again and then go longer and then pull back and like it was a manual shit process back then (laughs) it was really hard it was imagine trying to draw you know rocks and trees and bushes and right now on screen we're we got a bowl uh, and that's important to the story because you got to you got to as as you're progressing. By the way, this first game, the King's Quest One, yeah. it wasn't like the later ones where there was kind of a little bit of linear, more linear type gameplay, uh, where when you do this, then something else shows up. Mm-hmm. In this one, you could really fail right <laughs> out. I mean, you could do something wrong and you would be in a no win situation for the game. Yep, and you might not even realize that. Yeah. Until, it used until to scare later. me. I remember playing this game in emulation years and years and years ago. So it's been a long time, but it used to scare me because it's otherwise kind of silent. You know, it's mid eighties. Oh, yeah. no, nobody had sound cards. We, it didn't exist yet. Right. Yeah. No sound cards until like, uh, what was it? Four, three or four. So like the first couple of ones, nothing but the, but nothing but the PC speaker to yeah. make horrible, horrible noises sounds. at you. Yeah. So you'd go down there and you'd like, you just did, if you screwed something up, you'd hear, yeah. Or, you know, some kind of horrible discordant <laughs> beep, beep, squeech. Beep, beep. It was the worst, but it used to, so it used to scare me because I never saw that stuff coming until it was too yeah. late. Do you have like, ah. that sound by the way? Because that was, that, that was just, I mean, if you've never experienced, experienced that, here, I don't think here, people listen understand to this intro music. Sparse. Listen to this. This is That's actually the intro music. Yeah, this is That's the intro music, which is okay. Is that green sleeves? It has green sleeves for some reason. Yeah. 
So let's get let me get another. It's very fantasy. He's gonna go talk to the king. He just dropped his hat. Okay, hold on. Yeah, it's really actually kind of hard to find sound. It really is because it doesn't happen constantly. Yeah, it's actually kind of impossible to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're playing as is in the first one. You're playing. This is King's Quest. The first one. Uh, you're on a quest for the king to become king. Uh, you're Graham, and uh, you've got to uh, you've got to recover three items for the kingdom of Daventry to uh, to <laughs> to restore. Yeah. To restore the land and also become king. Have you ever met so, anyone named Graham that you that you trusted? Graham Cracker. I've, <laughs> I've never met anyone <laughs> named Graham who I who I trusted. I'm, I'm I saying this because I, I can't think of anybody I've ever met. The first name was Graham. And I knew a guy in high school, even, and he was not trustworthy. Is the problem? This guy okay, all right. Yeah. Well, was it with the e at the end? Because this Graham had like a had like a very old English spelling to it originally. Oh, before I don't they even remember. Decided to. It was, for cracker. me, it was like the cracker, which I think was G H R A H M. Right, right. Whatever. The so that's is. probably more like the the eighty seven version that was out for you know a bunch of other machines <laughs> other than the IBM PC <laughs> Junior. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never trust a, Never trust a guy named uh, Graham. Never trust a guy named Graham. But Graham, yeah, okay, he's so getting work the, done though, man. That's what Graham does. <laughs> the king says something. Graham gets gets to work. Graham gets to cracking. Yeah. He gets to Graham crackers. Yeah. Uh, he gets, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I had, I had never played the first, uh, uh, King's quest. I kind of fiddled around, I think around seven, I think is when I, I had looked at the King's quest series and I didn't realize this was, uh, the first ones were text parsing and it didn't have any mouse support either, Mm-mm. at least not in the original releases. Not early. And so I, you, you would do your, you know, you do your adventuring through, uh, navigating your character to a certain point on the screen, and then you would type in something like "look around." You do your little verb noun, yeah, uh, and you get a little uh, feedback, yeah. maybe pick up rock, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Pick up rock, yeah. and also, and so I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't play a lot of, I didn't play any animated uh, text adventures like that text parser. I played like uh, Quest Probe, uh, the Marvel, uh, Marvel Quest Probe, which was had oh, not Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah, that's um, not good. It turns out these years later, yeah, the Quest Probe stuff's kind of garbage. It's, yeah, it's kind of garbage. But it was it was the first. You know, it was it was the Incredible Hulk and those kind of stories. And this uh, King's Quest was you know fantasy. And at that age, for me, during the mid eighties, I was fantasy curious at movies, but it felt like it was a little more like seventies to me. Yeah, and so I I didn't I wasn't really that much. I was more into the sci fi stuff. Yeah, so same. I played a little. Yeah, yeah. Space I, later, later, space quest stuff is what I was playing, and then those. Oh, you're you got you got the quest probe. Yeah, stuff I brought up right the. Now, I brought up a little bit of the Spider Man uh, adventure, which is yeah. There, and that's just in like those kind of games. They were just they had no animation. It was just <laughs> yep. drawing of the graphical uh, interface. Oh, Spider Man just uh, climbed upside down. Yeah, on he's wall. on that's the nice. he's on the ceiling now. Yeah, and on the uh, ceiling, there's yeah. baby barf or something on the floor there. I don't know what that is. Uh, but it's he, like he this is funny because I got that Spider-Man Miles Morales remaster of the first game and then the Miles Morales PS5 game combo that's that's usually 70 bucks. I got right. it on sale this week for like 40 something. Yeah. Did uh, it come with Quest Probe Spider-Man? Did it? No, but I've been playing no, it and, and it just makes me laugh how far we've come from this. Yeah, like, yeah. How, we, we, how is this a game? Oh, my gosh. It just looks really hard to play. Yeah. But. And that's. And that's one of the biggest complaints people have who go back and play King's Quest One. If you're not 
if you didn't grow up on those text parser type games, it may be so foreign and odd to you that it will just seem like this is dumb. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's beautiful and fantastic. Yeah. It's a I, thing. I mean, look, I can't you can't deny the impact that this had. And more importantly, we don't have Space Quest without King's Quest. I right. loved uh, all the Space Quest games I played. I didn't play them all, but I loved them. Loved them, loved them. They were goofy as hell. <laughs> the troll. Oh, yeah, that was good. That troll thing's great. I love that. Yeah, love it. Great. Um, <laughs> these are things Brian's pointing out on the screen, listeners at home. I realize. Yeah, that. yeah, I apologize. Right now, Graham is crossing a bridge. By the way, if you if you got to envision what King's Quest is, King's Quest is, you know, what, like eight colors or something like that. So it's all if you're lucky. real yeah, yeah they're, and, but it's very vibrant because they used every color they had in the palette. Yeah. And uh, so it, everything's really contrasty. And and the characters are very simple. You kind of think of like uh, Jumpman from Donkey Kong. Everything is they're tall. He's taller than that. But, you know, it's all big, big, blocky stuff. Blocks. Given, yeah, given so, that, 16 though, colors. but even given that, uh, yeah. if there's something Chiron really Kong. charming about the, how it's animated and stuff. I don't know. That's yeah, it's right. very it's it's very charming. Um, we were mostly limited at this point by our video. I, I guess this is EGA, correct? EG, it would have been EGA, back. yeah, not VGA. Yet. Yeah, yeah, we definitely not VGA. I think we may have been EGA. No, we might have still just been CGA. C- oh yeah, CGA was a rough yeah. We were just CGA. Yeah, this is eighty something. Yeah, eighty yeah. F- five six right that range. Yeah, so top end right. equipment back then might get you sixty four colors total <laughs> 64 colors yeah. look out now we're in the millions or the 64 million range which i don't even think we can right. see with the human eye oh oh the chat room is angry they're saying it's, it's four colors oh so cga, CGA so is four ega was how many 16 or eight? 16 okay so PGA. I thought I thought CJ could do 16 at a certain resolution oh but maybe. then it couldn't at a uh, a, a reasonable resolution if that makes sense, it like a really crappy, crappy resolution. It could do sixteen colors at the top, but right. generally they ran at eight colors. It's amazing how the, far uh, that stuff's come, size. man. It's come so yeah, freaking far in what feels like not that much right. time. I know it's been a while, but that right. still happened. Really, that happened fast. <laughs> and in modern in human history, it's a blip. Like we got right. from CGA to where we are now, freaking five K backlit OLED individually lit little balls of light on a big wide 38 inch nightmare screen for $200. Like what are we, what have we even yeah, done? And, how have we done it? And, and what we do it. And, and how, I don't know how you played your King's quest, but I, I played it on my nice big 4k, uh, monitor and, uh, yeah. And it was, it looks sweet. All, all 16 of those colors look very yep, sweet. All 16 uh, of them in, in, in King's quest. But you could tell but as, yeah, she, I just as love, they moved I along. I love Graham's, yeah, go ahead. I, I I love Graham's look. He's got he's got like he's got a little adventuring hat. It's like you can tell it's a little blue hat with a like a red little not a feather maybe, but so maybe like a feather, maybe so, maybe a feather. He's got like this. He's got this. He's got a uh, he's got a vest on apparently. So I, I and it's kind of like a pink or salmon color. Then he's got like a red shirt underneath that and some nice little blue jeans and yeah, he's some rocking. feet that. The feet, uh, some weird looking booty feats that I'm just not sure about. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about those booty feats. Right, but he's moving. He's moving like a like a like a guy with a mission, and uh, that's what yeah. you want out of stuff he's, like this. Yeah, he's definitely giving me that uh, that Robin Hood era type vibe, right? Oh, Fairy yeah, totally. tale totally. era. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. This is not high fantasy. This is like very. No. Hey, uh, remember the 
uh, sword in the stone kind of stuff. Here it is. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and boy does and boy does Graham uh, walk fast. I mean, if, oh my God! No, he's slow going from shit. all these screens. He's he's he super slow. Yeah, it's the worst. This is the this is yeah. my biggest complaint after messing around with it this week. Uh, then I guess we didn't have anything to compare it to, so whatever. But that dude does not move fast enough for my taste. Right. At all. It's kind of funny because he moves about the same speed as as Jumpman and Donkey Kong, but Jumpman is is bouncing the whole time, and yeah. this, this guy he bounces too. But it just seems like it takes forever. While you you fast forward it all the way to the end, he's fighting the giant. Spoiler. Yeah, you got to fight a giant. Fights a giant. Yeah, don't worry. You're. I think we're out of spoiler range on a game this. But way. I, you hadn't even showed the leprechauns. No. I, by the way, I played. I think I spent more time playing King's Quest One than all the rest of them uh, together. I kind of skimmed through uh, two. I hit a little bit of three for. A, I a only good watched bit. video. Three takes a turn. I played a little one and then watched video for everything else. Um, oh yeah, then you really missed out. That's well, too bad. Yeah, look, I'm That's not. I've got. Okay, let, I me, got put, let me put it do. this way. <laughs> Sometimes we'll talk about a thing. We talked about Metroid, and then I dove hard into Metroid yes. uh, uh, Fusion, and I couldn't stop. I'm still playing it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Couldn't stop. Show ended. Didn't care. I was going to go play more of it. In this right. case, I am not really driven. What What King's Quest <clears throat> and digging into this for the show did for me is it made me want to grab a bunch of modern uh, games, uh, adventure games that are based on... Uh, you know, that use a lot of these same evolved sensibilities, mechanics, whatever, and play those. That's what it did for me. It did not make me, right. it made me appreciate this and go, oh man, I'm so glad that we were in a world where King's Quest existed. I'm so glad this <laughs> broke so many rules and introduced so many new ideas. And it's such a creative effort, especially with a small team. It's like amazing. It's like her and her husband or something. It was like nobody. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it, when it started out anyway, especially the first one. It was Roberta Williams and uh, Bill Williams, and uh, but then there was they did eventually have a staff because they. I think it was this whole thing because this got licensed for the IBM PC Junior based on some other work they had done, yeah. and so they end up did get it. They end up getting a programming staff and some people. Roberta Williams, absolutely the 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 biggest part developer director of this, but she had help, you know, yeah. uh, I think the budget was like $700,000 for the first one. Golly, that's a lot of that's money. That's a lot for of money for back then. Early eighties, yeah, right? For a game project. That and, uh, took like crazy. 16 months or something. So it's pretty freaking, uh, um, amazing, uh, what they got done. No, so I, I, yeah, I was, agree. I totally agree. And yeah. they founded Sierra and made a shit ton of money when they sold it and good for them. Right. That's how you have good your ranch them. in Mexico. It was <laughs> Ken Williams, right? Was it Ken Williams? Ken, or ben I, Williams? I forget. But Chats, they were in that, they Chats were in that thing, that, uh, documentary we saw. Um, yeah. Uh, high score. Was it? Is that what that was called? I think it is high score. Roberto, Roberto Williams. And I, I thought it was Bill. Now, now maybe I'm getting it wrong. Uh, he was a programmer for IBM and uh, they were married, and uh, he brought home. Uh, I remember this from the documentary. He brought home like a, a terminal to hook up to the the IBM mainframe, yeah. Yeah. and uh, she got to play uh, Colossal Cave Adventure, mm -hmm. which is a huge game. If you're not familiar with that one, uh, that is all text. That's no graphics at all. Yeah, that's a text adventure right there. And she loved the difficulty of it because it was brutal. Mm -hmm. Brutal, yeah. And they put the and, she, and they put that in here, the puzzles and stuff in this game, and the 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 probability of dying was is high, really very high. high. Yeah, very high. You really can bork, high. You can bork yourself in this game a lot, and there's no 
save states, right? You're just screwed. It, well, it's according. I think the so this kind of progressed from the uh, PC Junior, and then as it got released, other uh, released. They they had a couple of revisions that went along, and I think yes, eventually you could save. And I think it was even some menuing system. I couldn't get the absolute original experience uh, that I was trying to read about. I couldn't do it, so yeah. I I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Okay. I didn't dig that deep. Yeah, well, I look, dig deep. these things have endless holes to dig, and sometimes we right we can't dig that but deep. I end up playing uh, most of these using I got it from Good Old Games, and it comes with the Scum VM. But then I started uh, I, I made the mistake of finding out about speedrunning on King's Quest One, and uh, it was they suggest you use the DOSBox version because then you could like uh, unlimit the CPU cycles and then you could do these things called sips mm-hmm. where you could literally, you know, put the, put the game in the fastest speed. We talked about how slow it was earlier. There is, there was an ability in the later revisions and maybe in all the way back to the original revision where you could adjust the speed to go faster mm-hmm. and you could set it to fast and the character would literally just because of the CPU matching uh, the game speed would just, you just fly around, yeah, you, you just, just flip zip around. around the yeah. yeah, and so people have figured out a way to do that, and I think the I can't remember exact high the time on it is is it's insane mm. how fast uh, people can run this thing. I'd like under actually, like a, under minutes. Oh, really? I want to see. I actually yeah. would mind wouldn't mind watching some speed runs of this. Uh, yeah, I actually watched time. some speed runs and learned how to do some of the zips because I was I was kind of fascinated because I was like maybe this is the speed run game I want. Yeah. Well, let's. I look like at, how you. Go ahead. I was just going to say, let's look at this 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 grouping here. So we got, for, so everybody understands how far this went. King's Quest PC 1984. Okay, that's your original. That's Roberta Williams going, yeah, I got this idea and doing her thing. King's Quest Quest for the Crown, 84-87. Yeah. Right? That's when Quest, I actually added the subtitle because originally it was just King's Quest. Yeah, it was just King's Quest, but essentially the same game is my understanding, mm-hmm. right? Then we got King's Quest Quest for the Crown for the Sega Master System in 89. I don't know how that worked. I haven't looked. I do. I actually, that was actually the first one I played in my review. I had it on the Amber Nick handheld. Tell me more. Uh, And instead of, and instead of typing, uh, typing out things, you had a selection list. So you would have like a look around. Mm -hmm. uh, And if you were in a certain area where an object was, you were trying to get, it would tell, you you know, uh, get like carrot Mm -hmm. or uh, in that kind of stuff. So it, it, it made it a lot more, it made it a lot easier to play. I'll bet it's much a fun, less chances screwing yeah, up. A more more fun experience potentially. Um, here it right. is some video. Oh yeah, look at that. You got just basically a whole bunch of. Well, they give you a lot of choices though. Wow. Yeah, they do give you a lot of choices. That's how many choices are in. This is what's so fun about text parsing. Is there are a lot of choices in the text parsing. There are a lot of things you can say, and you're supposed to the the player is supposed to try to use all of their senses. And you probably never thought about using smell or you know or listen. When you're doing these, because usually you're thinking directions, yeah. looking, yeah. picking up, you know, that kind of thing. So, right. I think this would be a fun way to play it. I, I, this was, this was a lot of fun. Is is the graphics are a little bit, it looks a little bit nicer. I mean, this is still the master system, but this is a little further on. Kind and of NES uh, era looking stuff. Ooh, there's, was that Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Nope. He's some kind of dude. I, don't know that <laughs> I think that's the elf. He's the little, he's the blue elf. Look at him. Oh, he's so, yeah. he's so freaking awesome. I love him. He's like got a blue hat on. He's got, <laughs> He's got all the colors on. Yeah, he has Talk definitely got that. Uh, after that, you got King's Quest Two: Romancing the Throne as eighty five, eighty seven. Uh, King's Quest Three: Air to Air as Human. Uh, By the meaning- way, if you didn't know this about this whole series, 
all of them had to have a clever pun name. And I don't know why Quest for the Crown was the first one. Well, I mean, probably they knew they, just, they were going to do the puns by 85. I don't think they got us. I don't think they knew they were how goofy they were going to get till later because they did get pretty right. goofy with the series. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. Now go ahead, continue on. So to air is to human air is spelled H E I R. So there's your right. joke. Uh, King's Quest Four, which is called The Perils of Rosella. I guess that's kind of a boring name. Uh, yeah, it is. I was trying to get the pun on that. Rosella is uh, the twin daughter of uh, of Graham. Oh, Graham's got a t- twin daughter in that one, doesn't he? he had, yeah, we has he has twins. Uh, he's got uh, King's Quest Three. To air is human uh, is his spoiler is his son mm-hmm. that doesn't get revealed later until the game. And then his twin sister is the, is the main uh, character in Queen's, oh. King's Quest. Oh, another, another spoiler. Queen's Quest. Yeah. I would play Queen's Quest. Queen's, I'd play Queen's Quest. I'd play right. Queen's Quest. Yeah, Queen's Quest. Let's get in there. That's that's the new take. Yeah. There you go, Microsoft. You are welcome. Yeah, I it's like it. Queen's Queen's Quest. There you go. After that, you got Absence Makes the Heart Grow Go Yonder. I love that one. Yeah, uh, that appeared in 1990 as Queen's, King's Quest V. Now I'm saying Queen. Right. Uh, it is also on the NES just as King's Quest V. Uh, that came out in 92. And that's right. when things went point and click. That's when that yeah. started. Uh, and actually it was yeah. uh, in since it was on the NES. So 90, the PC version looked a lot better than the NES version because we were late in the cycle of NES in 1992. Yeah. And so they have they have different graphics and it actually felt like a step back. It was really kind of weird. It is it is a little bit weird. The one I'm showing in the chat right now is actually from Seven, which had these yeah. weird FM almost Don- FMV. It's not though, because it's still it's still pixel art. But yeah. it looks like it looks trying like, to be uh, Disney it, it animated looks like, or something. Uh, yeah. It's really it, weird. I, I find it, looks it, like, I find uh, it uncomfortable uh, to watch. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, did all the... Uh, oh, like the, the Dragon's Lair and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like Dragon's... That's what exactly looks like. This yeah, there 90, you go. Except a little yeah, more low rent. Like, I don't think it looks very good. I think it's kind of bad. It's it's right on the edge of Flash Flash animation, right? This is 1994. So yeah. it's, right, it's, it's getting there. Yeah. We're Don, almost Don, there. Don Bluth is the name we were looking for. Don I, Bluth. I, Don I, Bluth. I, I should know that. He's a freaking Utah connection. Guy grew up and went to school yeah. there. I don't know why I forgot that. Still around, still doing stuff. Um, all right. Anyway, then you got your uh, air today, hair today, or air today, gone air tomorrow. Today. Get it? Get it? Right. Uh, right. And then the, and the Princeless Bride came out in 94. That was the last right. one, which is the one we're looking at right here. Uh, that was also obviously part of the point and click era. And there were other games during that time of note. Space Quest, of course, we mentioned that. Police mm-hmm. Quest. Did you play Police Quest? Because I, did. you know, I I didn't. I did play the oh, the Space Quest. I was aware of the Police Quest, and I started doing some reading on that, and I was fascinated by that. The fact that they had a uh, didn't they have a real like real police officer who kind of like yeah, guided had, some of these stories. And yeah, things? they had people. They had cops who were what do you call that? Uh, Oh, they do it with TV shows all the time. They have a name. Right. Um, Own location with cops. Co- um, co- <laughs> is technical, uh, technical advisor, maybe? Technical, technical advisor. There you go. Advisors. That's it. Right. And chat room. Got it. Uh, yeah. Advisors. Anyway. Yes, that is I true. Knows. And it was great because it was this perfect playground for, you know, detective work, picking up items, taking them back, combining them, like all of those mm-hmm. those mechanics that these games became famous for. Police Quest was like perfect for it, and it was so much yeah. fun, 
It's a fantastic it was, thing. Yeah, Police Quest was a little bit later, and it was all point and click. Whereas Space Quest, the first, the first two are text parsing. Uh, first and one then, for sure. I don't went, know about the second yeah. one, but you know. I definitely the first one is text parse. Uh, but then after that, it kind of it goes to the point and click, and that's where kind of me and Scott kind of. I think maybe diverge a little bit because I will admit that I did not leave this King's Quest one through uh, was it four because they were yeah. all uh, text parsing mm-hmm. and I am a text parsing fool. It's I, I program by day. By the way, I'm a programmer by day. If you, I am Brian. Uh, <laughs> I do other things too, and uh, and something about doing that that typing and you know and and, and the feeling of solving a problem through typing and conditionals that that excites me mm-hmm. no Point i get click, it not I, as much i like it too um i won't i won't i i will not be smirch your your like of that because right. i'm also a fan i think that's actually a really i think cool the thing. mouse is the worst thing that has ever been invented <laughs> <laughs> this is true this i don't is agree true. I, but go ahead keep continue i i have a, such a hate for my i hate leaving my keyboard and using my mouse when I'm interfacing with a computer. I get I, it. I get it. I do. Maybe from back in I the day, up. back in the day, dude, a keyboard was everything. Right. You just keyboard short. And even today I keyboard shortcut the hell out of things. But yeah. I don't think we can say that the mouse is a terrible invention. <laughs> I think the mouse changed I think, everything. I think if forever. the mouse hadn't been invented, I think we could have moved forward with some kind of keyboard technology or something that would maybe even be better because it's such a break in my interfacing <laughs> when I'm using the keyboard and have to hop over to the mouse. It's I just, love it. oh, I can't I stand it. it. No, I love it. I think yeah. it's a fun, it's a fun philosophical uh, thing, but right. I do love, I do love keyboard <laughs> shortcuts. I do. I'm a huge fan. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that away from you. However, um, I like point and click from a visual person's standpoint, if that makes sense. Right. It's, like, it, it, plus, it does it. It makes the game much less frustrating. Yeah, because you kind of get clues to what you're supposed to do, especially when games let you mouse over an object and you know maybe something changes, or you know it, it just it's just much easier. Like if you want to go if you want to go to a rock on a screen somewhere, it's a lot easier just to point your mouse to it. You go click, and then your character moves to it, which they, they did like a combination. I think in starting at four, hmm. I think they did a combination of uh, where you could do a mouse click and you can navigate your, your character, but you still use the text parsing to uh, sure to enter the commands. Did you ever, um, this is a side note, did you ever, um, oh, what was I going to ask you? I, was, I had a really good question. It was keyboard related. Oh, the keyboard related. Now, one thing that is keyboard related while you're trying to think of that. Damn it. I really, I really wish I could have gotten the IBM PC Jr. original version of this game. Yeah. Because uh, one of the versions had a, a keyboard overlay for like the oh, shortcuts cool. and stuff. And yeah. it was like, it had like, the, it had like the artwork kind of from the, uh, from the game with these bold colors. And I'm like, oh, that would have been sweet. That reminds me of how in television games were because remember those cards you'd put yeah. on top of the controller and it would change what all the buttons did because yes. whatever art you had yeah we got to talk about that I miss, weird console i miss keyboard point. overlays i okay i know what i was gonna I ask you so thing. right now we're all used to using qwerty keyboards there's the dvorak right. keyboard which is a little more like what yes. would have naturally been the thing but they had to build right. a keyboard that slowed people down because they were jamming up keys because it's right, back in right. the mechanical days 
Yeah. And I don't mean mechanical keyboards. I mean like, you know, actual typewriters and typewriters, the, feet, yeah. the feet would just because people are too fast. So the QWERTY keyboard that we're all used to was designed to slow us all down. Right. I guess it did its job. I'm still pretty fast with it, but nowadays where we don't have to worry about tangling shit up, have you ever tried a Dvorak keyboard? And has that I I have I have been so tempted, but I have never tried one. I've never it's gonna, tried it one. would kill I would, me. I would I, I'd get too, too much muscle memory. How would I do it? Yeah. You know? I, it would definitely be a long progress of of learning because there's just no way cuz I feel like I I I do pretty good on a QWERTY. So, yeah, I do yeah. too. I think everybody kind of does, but I, I, I guess I'm jealous of people. Maybe some kids grew up homeschool or something, and some dad forced them to do a Dvorak keyboard because <laughs> those people are fast. Yes, fast. That's and that's what these speedrunners are like because they're like all shortcut key and stuff. You know, yeah. it's like they're they're adjusting the speeds because certain parts of the game you can't zip because if you zip, you'll die like immediately. So you have to slow the speed down mm-hmm. and increase the speed uh, so you can get to certain parts of it. And it's fun watching those people do those speed runs and try to figure out the exact almost pixel location on the freaking screen mm-hmm. to, uh, to work to where to zip to next. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Pretty crazy. Now yeah, go ahead. it is crazy, but I, uh, man, I King's quest, the puzzles and stuff. I, I, I love trying to figure out the puzzles because rank they it. are with all the old brutal. shit we played so far brutal. in 14 episodes rank king's quest tell me where it's at do you like it uh, as far as as far as uh i want to go back and play it a million yeah. times or as closest to my heart yeah i would say it's, enjoyed the most maybe i don't know i would say it probably falls after our probably gonna go castlevania metroid mm, i know i'm forgetting another one. Oh, uh fantasy Star. Oh yeah, you loved Fantasy Star Four. You played the and hell then, out of that. Yeah, and then and then this. So it's it's pretty far up there. So far, what have we done so far? Uh, for me, not that this matters. I don't know why. Of course, we're it matters. This. I loved our first episode about Joust. I have a lot of deep feelings yeah. about Joust. Um, I think the Donkey Kong arcade stuff was really fun. <laughs> that was fun. And the deep dive into NHL 94 for some reason sticks out in my head just because it's such a weird specific thing that we talked about. And then I'll admit, I really like talking about, I mean, I love Metroid and Castlevania, but I really like talking about Bomberman. That's funny. I was going to say the only other one that kind of intrigued me that I never really visited was Bomberman. But I don't see me doing a deep dive. Whereas I feel like I am going to need to finish I am going to need to finish uh, the Metroid stuff. I got to get the latest Metroid. I'm going to need to finish the Castlevania stuff, and I'm going to need to finish the King's Quest. Stuff. Oh, that's hilarious! See, yeah, I'm weird, weirdly, I'm playing. I'm still playing the Saturn version and trying to complete it of Bomberman. <laughs> of right. all things, yeah. So it's very odd. I didn't expect to be there, but there I am. It's fun. Now, it's do you think? What do you think? You know, everyone's talking about Monkey Island. And, you know, if you want to, yes, we'll have a whole other episode about LucasArts games, probably even be more specific about a per game kind of coverage, uh, because that's a whole other animal. Um, but in a lot of ways, these games were contemporaries, um, at least the gaming mm-hmm. style of it. Uh, LucasArts coming later, obviously, to the table. But uh, with the resurgence of something like Monkey Island, what do you right. think it would take to get a brand new King's Quest out the door at this stage? I, it's really hard to say because something more than just gameplay is got to come into as it being a factor here. We're going to have to really want fantasy again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure 
if we're going through a fantasy state, there's nothing right now that's like going, making us really hungry for fantasy. I mean, there are some fantasy things out there, but probably more because of the gameplay mechanics than the actual setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to need to, it, I don't know when will we see something where, and maybe gonna, people are going to probably correct me and say, no, Brian, don't forget about this fantasy thing. But yeah. I just don't feel like in the, in the, in the popular conscience that we're, you know, heavy yeah. into the fantasy right this second. Yeah. I have a feeling you're right. I could see, I could see a uh, space quest happening first. I, I think I could see a space quest. <laughs> yeah. I could see a very funny yeah. modern take on a space, not quest. space I quest. Could, I could yeah. Space quest. Quest. Yeah, Space Quest. I would like to see more Grim Fandango because that is where my love, because I did end up liking the point and clicky stuff as well, adventure stuff. Dude, Grim Fandango is awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you compare one to one, I'm probably going to, at least for right now, I'm having a, a, a resurgence, a rekindling of love for the text parsing. But man, like Grim Fandango and those kind of games, I really. I really dig those things. Let me ask those you this. Good. Now, that Max. now that you've done all these amazing deep dives into Roberta Williams and her deep software career. <laughs> yeah. Would you also like to play the game soft porn adventure featuring uh, her on right. the front cover of the thing? What do you think of that? I, I did see that. That is great. So there's uh, <laughs> a, a, adventure. Yeah. So, you know, if you know anything about Sierra, you know, we're going to eventually have to talk about leisure suit Larry. And so there's this whole, so Roberta Williams, was around 18 in the early 70s. So she grew up in that whole free love. Both of them did. Roberta and her husband, they both grew up during this free love. And, you know, don't be open with your body and be nude and that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, yeah, later on, she did. She showed up as on the cover art for Soft Porn Adventure, which was (laughs) a a, a really weird thing for the Apple II. In, in 1981, and I'm like, that's so weird. But I guess we always – adult entertainment always ends up trying to find its way into those kinds of systems, especially early on. Like Apple II, I, we knew that we – knew, we knew we wanted personal computers, but we didn't know what did we wanted to do with them completely. What do you do when you're not balancing your checkbook, yeah, right? Yeah. Will, will you accept games on this really expensive piece of machinery? Mm-hmm. Will you? And if you do, (laughs) yeah, will will you play some? You know, will you play some adult things there? And uh, I, I I love that little bit. But it's funny way they described it in the in the picture. I remember reading it. It says Roberta posed nude, appearing from shoulders and above. So in other words, her shoulders were naked. She's in a she's in a hot tub or a pool or something like that. I think from the picture. Yeah, Yeah. and so she is naked. But you can't see nothing. I'm not sure. I never played the whole game. But is it also a text adventure? Is the text? Oh adventure yeah, hundred percent. Right? We're looking at it right here. Um, you start the game talking to a to a bartender, and right. it's all text adventure. Hundred percent. You got to use your imagination for everything d- below the shoulders. Yeah, I don't know which lady <laughs> she's in or which lady she is in this picture. I'll put it up. Oh, right I can now. recognize her. She's a, you yeah, know yeah. she's a she's an attractive lady. Okay, who is There's which one is she? Because yeah. there's three ladies and a and a bartender in this hot tub. Which one is it? Do you know which one? She's the one on the right. Far right? Okay. Yeah, far right. That TV yeah. that TV they got back there, that's dangerous. This is water. That is extremely dangerous. Knock TV into hot tub. Yeah, don't be doing that. <laughs> that's what I would type. I think what's awesome is that we always talk about, uh, you know, what a men's club video games can be sometimes, and certainly historically yeah. speaking. 
I think it's very cool that Roberta Williams is like at the precipice of this like exciting genre movement way back in the day. Yeah. It's very, very cool. And then she even got to do King's Quest four, which was the perils of Rosella, which was the first, uh, uh, adventure game, graphic adventure game that, uh, that featured a woman Mm. in that role is the lead. And she was very capable. If you play the game, I did play some of it. Uh, she was she was very capable, and it's. I really enjoyed that one, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was that's. I think that's when they started using the new Sierra engine, I believe, because up until that point, we had been using the older stuff, and this one had a a lot more pixels. Oh yeah, way more, which pixels. is great. Yeah, yeah, everybody likes more pixels. More co- more pixels, more dithering, more color. Yeah, and Get I played. For the record, I played that uh, that 2016 reboot thing. Yeah, and, um, uh, the chap the chapter based uh, twenty sixteen thing uh, yeah. is on Steam. It's okay. Um, think, it's fine. I think it's like twenty bucks now. It, it was it. Uh, my uh, my son Andrew he said that he played it, and uh, as well as his wife, my daughter in law, and uh, they said that it was it was a really good story. It's it was, okay. It it's basically um, what the Telltale games are in terms right. of you know it's not how, how do i explain it you know they they they're like those walking dead games or whatever um except yeah. in this case you actually move this dude in like a third person action style um but then he has to interact with things do do you know puzzles and quests and all that stuff i don't know if it's my favorite presentation of such a thing they oh they also use this like cell shading things which is kind of all the rage back then oh, um, yeah, still yeah. is i guess um i'm playing weird west right now and it definitely looks like this Right. Um, but anyway, it's okay if you find it and it's on sale. I think maybe grab it. Um, I don't know that and that, it did that, that looks well. like in in the scene they're showing now looks like they're taking a lot of stuff from the old King's Quest storyline because that was like like Graham. He was telling a story yeah, showing through the mirror, yeah. the magic mirror, yeah. which is plays a big part in the series. Uh, and Graham was coming out of the the well, which is in the first one. Uh, which, I think by the he's way, Graham, a, right? Isn't this old dude Graham? And he's got his old hat. Uh, it might stories. be. It might be. Yeah, yeah it's, he's he's holding the hat and he's he's t- talking to a a, a a kid. So I'm assuming probably. Yeah, so he's, he's telling he's the old ta- the, the old tales, and then you go play those tales. Is what happened, if I right. remember it right. It's been six, right. seven years, so who knows? But yeah, did you uh, did you get did you get to the uh, to the to the well puzzle? Did you figure out how to dive into the well? No. I had to have uh, bombats. Well, uh, I don't remember if I did. I don't gave me. Gave me some help while I was streaming because oh, oh, I had to have I had all the backseat driving when I was streaming that this week. I was like I was like, look, I got to make my way through all of these. Yeah, you give me all the tips and recommendations you want. Yeah, and, lay it on uh, me. And they did. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to hear what Roberta Williams thinks of this reboot thing. I'd just be curious. Um, what her take yeah, she is. didn't. I she wasn't really involved with it. I think that's um, right. But I if she, she saw it or yeah. played it or anything, I just love to know what she thought. I know. Like I said, the last I heard, <laughs> they were in Mexico, probably uh, making another Leisure Suit Larry. I don't know. Mm. By the way, did you know that the 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 guy who did Leisure Suit Larry? Did you know that uh, Al Lowe? Yeah, he created the music for King's Quest Two. No, I did not know that. <laughs> He's actually a really capable uh, musician. Well, look, at I that, did not then. know this until I started doing the. I just thought he was a sleazeball. I didn't know he did other things. <laughs> Yeah, that that was it's a perv. That's another one we gotta get into, right? We gotta right. We gotta do that. Uh, and he was also the lead programmer on uh, King's Quest Three. By the way, did you play King's Quest Three? You you probably no, watched. I watched some of the King's Quest Three. Yeah, I watched some of it. Uh, 
that's one of the more fascinating ones that I ended on because when you start, you're playing as this, uh, you're playing as a character that's not even any of the royal family, or so you think. Uh, and you're like, a, you're kind of like uh, the the apprentice, uh, the the wizard's apprentice mm. uh, in that one. But you're more like his 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 whipping boy. Yeah. Comes to find out later on that you were kidnapped. And you're actually uh, Prince Alexander of the Grams. Of the Grams, and, uh, Alex of the Grams. That's not her last name, but anyway, uh, you know your Grams' <laughs> son. The line and, of yeah, uh, you're the Grams' grandson, grandson. Yeah, Graham, grandson. Yeah. So uh, that one, that one fascinated me because it, st- it started using uh, these these time mechanics, and I, I couldn't get my mind around it because the first two were pretty much, I mean, gameplay wise, were pretty close, similar, saying they made sense. Three totally took a turn. There's these time things where uh, the evil wizard. Manamanam, his name is Mananan, Mananan, Mananan. Anyway, yeah, Mananan, Mananan, Anna. Uh, he uh, he he has this, you know, he 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 only leaves the uh, leaves if he if he he'll tell you, I'm leaving the house, and yeah. then you have to go run, do some adventuring, and then you gotta hightail it back because there's a there's I think every 15 minutes or something like that. Uh, you have to go do a quest uh, and then return with anything you have and hide it. Otherwise, that mofo chases you all over the freaking uh, kingdom, and he'll just – it's so anxiety. I hate that. I hate time-based mechanics, so I would not it, enjoy that, I think. I didn't I didn't enjoy it at first, but I started kind of enjoying the anxiety of knowing that if I wasn't able to get back in time, he was going to show up. And through my little PC speaker, it's going to go, whatever the noise is. And uh, and then he just, you know, if you're carrying anything, if you're carrying anything that's questable, then he will, he'll kill you. He's yeah. a big old turd. So you have to try to hide it uh, uh, back home under the bed. And uh, it, it was a real interesting turn for me. Yeah. Uh, and so, but at least it was still better than I, what was it? Um Five? Which one was it? They which one was voiced by five? the Sierra people? Oh, that was PC version of. Was that four or five? Uh, where they started? Where Sierra? Uh, that must have been five, I think. I think you're right. Where that was five. Uh, where they? Oh yeah, they here had, it is. Absence, absence makes the cart go yonder. Was uh, the CD-ROM version was voiced by Sierra staffers? That is correct. Right, right, and it is so obvious. It, I mean, is it bad? I should listen to some. It of is. Oh my god! Yeah, I was. I, I, that was some of the audio I was going to capture because that one probably has the most cheesy lines. You got an owl. There's an owl who is uh, notoriously hated. Yeah. Um, and he like guides you along the way. Let's see if and, I can find uh, he's, it. He's such a turd. Uh, Kings of Five so CD annoying. version, full voice narrator. Here we go. Check it out. Wait. Okay. I want to hear this narrator. Sure to check your inventory if you decide to skip. It's already bad. Skip. <laughs> okay, we're skipping ahead here. Here we go. You'll get some. You'll get some Cedric the Owl here very soon. I'm sure. Who's this guy? He's, he's a talker. Let's skip ahead. Okay, here we go. Oh, now we're in the credits. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, here's the owl. Here's there, Cedric. Yep. Ooh, I can tell you what happened. What? Are you kidding? Are you talking again? Ooh, I know what happened to your castle. I saw it all. Yes, I did. Oh my shit! <laughs> That's this so what bad. Happens. 
That's really this is what bad. happens when you get sound card support and uh, and you have your employee programmers. <laughs> Hello, I'm clearly an owl person. What's going on? <laughs> That's terrible. That's really, really bad. But it's, that was the time. It's bad, yeah. but in a... In oh, no, a bad, I love... Dude, one of my up, favorite subgenres, my favorite things Fantastic. in this world is bad voice acting in video games. I love it. Yeah. So you're not going to so get good. complaints out of me, you know? Yeah. It's bad, and I will acknowledge it but, as such, but I will enjoy the hell out of it while I listen. It's, it's so much fun to play. These are the point-and-click ones, five, six, and seven, because when you do five, you got all this voice acting. It's just absolute... Look... They were really just doing the best they could, right? Yeah. I mean, they were just doing what they had to do to get it out the freaking door. Yeah. Now, but then by the time they got to six, man, they started they started hiring real actors, and you know, they started having real voice actors and spending big bucks. This is the height. They should redo that probably, owl. Should go yeah. re, a remaster five and get that owl redone because he's he's really bad. Just get it. I actually like it, man. Well, then what happened? Long pause. Here we go. Ooh, Many long pauses. It was the powerful and evil wizard Mordak who did it. <laughs> <laughs> Mordak, the ooh, Mordak took the castle and your and your family and all the stuff. You're really screwed. Uh, it turns out is Monon, Mon, Monomenon's brother. By the way, you're like, who's Mordak? And you're like, but there's all kinds of reveals. By the way, if you haven't seen AGD. Uh, interactive. Uh, I, sp- I sent you a link in the Discord. Mm. Uh, they did a, re- a remastering and a new engine and everything for King's Quest One. Two, oh yeah, I, I saw this. Did three. It's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And so those things look kind of freaking fantastic, man. But there's so many redos. There's so m- there's so many branches of this thing mm-hmm. of King's Quest. Those first seven, so beloved. There's so many different ways. Oh, yeah, they're doing. Uh, AGD is doing one, two, and three remasters. Also, Quest for Glory. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about the Quest for Glory. Al yeah, Elmo and the stuff. Lost Dutchman's Mine and Mage Initiation, yeah. which are other other games that I, a couple of those are familiar to me. But, right. um, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, look at the redos on This looks great. Yeah. Oh, this looks so good. I wish, but I would, I would love a new Cedric, though. But I don't know. I don't think I want Cedric in any other form. Than a terrible, oh, I'm an owl. Oh, check this out. Owls talk. This is some real bullshit. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> I, only, I only want that when it comes to Cedric. Well, I don't you think five, do I don't think five um, is going to get a remake. So who, who knows? Right. Who I don't might. either. But six, man, air yeah. today, gone tomorrow. That's the one. That's the one that I came across that people seem to have loved. People love six. Uh, the most. Yep. They really love that one because six, it had the biggest production value. You know, we had uh, the voice of of uh, the Beauty and the Beast voice, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had yeah, the Beast. Mm-hmm. So, we, we're doing all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. This one. What's his name? Um, can't think of his name. Beast Man. No. He's got a real Man name. of Beast. Man of Beast. Yeah, sure. We'll get Man it. of Beast. Uh, here's a. Let's see if we got any audio on this one. And a gentleman. It would be best that you leave before there is any further embarrassment. Okay, so a little more actory, you know. Yeah, I feel more like we're getting into the Telltale Telltale era, yeah, right? I feel bit. a little more, yeah, yeah, maybe some bit, Lucas Arts. Better. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry, their latest game. I just happened to see this while I was passing through these pages. <laughs> There's a game that came out in 2020. All right, they're still making those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams died. Sorry. Wet dreams die. I can't even say it. 
Wet Dreams Dry Twice is the name of that. That's freaking gross. It is sick. Yeah, those guys are. I love it. Gross. Uh, I love it. I've never now, played you know, a Laser Suit Larry game to any kind of fruition. I've I like poked in here and there, and that's it. I have no idea. Right. What those games you are. you poked in here and there. Uh, <laughs> I poked um, in. Yeah. So, man, I was like, I was disturbed to Eclipse. see the number of porn parodies on King's Quest. Uh, is that true of everything there. though? Like you could search for yeah. freaking I don't know. You could search for but I was Peppa Pig quite and disturbed. You'd get porn if you want. Yeah, I, yeah. I was, that rule thirty four is in full effect on just about everything, and it sounds like King's Quest is not <laughs> not uh, immune. Check this out right here. Though roughly hewn, the cliffs do not provide regular handholds for climbing, and they seem otherwise impenetrable. Oh. Yeah. I love they, that. Yeah. I, I even in the later ones, it is still so hard. <laughs> King's Quest is always about not falling off things. Yep. It it even all the way to the back is is constantly like, okay, you gotta watch your footing here because it's an adventure and you do have to watch your footing. But I it's it's a little brutal sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't can't tell you the number of times I fell and forgot to save. Oh my god, no game has ever needed save and save often more than this freaking game because you know a lot of times you kind of know when you're about to enter in some into a, a bad part right you're like oh, okay i need to save here yeah. i think if this to head into something bad yeah. uh and you you prepare with this one you can just be you know i'm gonna walk over there and pick up that walnut next thing you know you're dead it's like how did that happen yeah. i'm dead i should have yeah. saved again so people want it to be that hard again but basically it just forced you to memorize shit and uh yeah and then you'd be okay but even that didn't help because uh random number generation is a huge thing especially in the first couple of uh you know, King's quest mm-hmm. where you, you have to, you leave a screen and you come in and it's like, Oh, the birds here. There's like, like 60% chance or 75% chance. It'll be there. Sometimes it's not. So you have to leave the screen and come back a couple of times. Sometimes you'll enter a screen. You're like, the witch shows up and like, Oh, it's a witch run. Mm. And uh, so there's all kinds of just randomness in this game that seems almost at first, like poor planning. Yeah. But in the end, you're like, yeah, I think this was, you know, if if nothing else, it was at least one of those things in gaming where it's like, oh, there's a problem here for the player. Should we fix it or should we just let it be? Mm. And that will be the thing that kind of, you know, makes this game a little more tough. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so this well, happened a well lot. Well said. And don't forget, everybody, if you want to still play these games, good old games has it. Steam has some stuff. You can emulate things on DOSBox and, and Scum. Um, and who knows? And that 2016 series is still out there. Uh, I don't yeah, know if they finished it. That's but, easy to grab. Yeah. Good old games has a uh, one through three for like, uh, like five bucks. And then uh, I think four through s- let's just say six, I think seven still, uh, standalone unless you buy certain collections and that kind of thing. So yeah. I have to admit, um, I'm slightly curious to try that master system game. I just want to fiddle. The with master system is awesome. It's on your, it should be on your, um, Amber Nick. Yeah, and I can and also save scum that I, thing, right? I can go like, ooh, yeah, I'm gonna save it's, right here. Then I'm yeah, it's die. a lot more casual. So I I I kind of enjoyed that experience because I was on the go. I ain't got time to be that concentrating on the go. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. move, man. You're moving. Shaking, move. moving, shaking, all that. All right. Uh let's get to guess my game. This is a game we play every no, week. No, you guess my we game. play some ancient mute sound and then we try to guess what it is, and we usually tell each other what is year. It, 
Yeah. Is it Cedric the Owl? No, it is definitely not Cedric the Owl, but it is from 1991. So you might think, oh, it could be some bad audio. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, right. Not really. But you'll hear it now and you'll try to guess. So here you go. 91. All right. Here we go. This does sound like an adventure, though. Is this Space Quest or something? Oh, damn it. You got it. Space Quest. Yes. I recognize I thought I would I've throw you. King's Quest all now week. Now where am I? You wonder aloud to non-existent auditory organs? <laughs> I thought maybe uh, you would. I would throw you off because we just talked about all this stuff and then he would leave that was like, a oh. good try i should have i should have no should have you did good dr- you did exactly I apologize. what you're supposed I should have to have made do. it more dramatic i should have i should have drawn it out more no you don't no apology that's you did what right. you're supposed to do so you did good all right but well God, done i heard so much of that this week uh, <laughs> i i think i know all of that freaking audio and all those voice actors now well that's what i've done is i i i I didn't think about this, but all your research that we did this week would yeah, have been a I lot of hearing that. for it. Yeah. So you just knew, you knew it the second you heard it. All right. Yours is from 92. Uh, yeah. And the question is going to be, yeah. well, I remember what it was that, <laughs> that you gave me <laughs> that I gave you. Oh no. Yeah. 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 Play it. Let me see if I can recall. All right. Let me clear my palate <laughs> with this Capcom sound. That's, that's nice. Oh, Ka- uh, Konami did something too. Didn't they, didn't they make the NES version? Uh, I know that's not Capcom. Oh, I don't know. Konami did the NES version of the uh, King's Quest. Of Queen's, I didn't know that. They did yeah, the conversion yeah. on that. That's crazy. All right, here you go. This is Brian's audio. Let's see if I can guess. Okay, it's a fart. No, it's a chord. X-Men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think this might be the X-Men arcade four-player game. <laughs> Is that what this it's is? Been the, it's been the worst. Guess my, it's been what? the most successful. Guess my games. How did I leave that in? <laughs> I pulled a Scott Johnson. That's usually something you do. Yeah, that is so. Oh, I, I know do. why. Because I forgot. I know why I did it. Now, Dadgum, Well, I, I know why you myself, did it. Because this is like a, a, this is like a preview of what we're doing next week. That's why you did it. It is. Yeah. It is. But I use FFmpeg to uh, trim the audio. Yeah. And I. And I made a mental note to start at 11 seconds past the X-Men thing. Oh, Obviously, yeah. I didn't put the buffer in there. Nope. I should have went back and checked. You definitely did not, but that's okay. <laughs> I think it just makes us both winners this week. So, uh, Winners! Well done, everybody. Oh, I forgot to play the thing for it. So there that Destroy is. Destroy it! <laughs> you know, I have a try of damn bumper for that, and I forgot to play it. All right, oh, and it's definitely not Choplifter Chat. Keep trying. All right, um, let's move on to... Ooh, we got one of these. Welcome to the Treasure Room. A couple of these. Emails, they come to us at playretroshow at gmail.com. This one's from Gabe. He says, hi, I own Valve Software and Steam. No, it's not that oh. Gabe. Different oh. Gabe. Hi, Gabe. Hi, guys. My name is Gabe, and I love the show. Do you think you guys could do a show on Mario? Good luck, Gabe. Well, uh, of course... Um, yeah. I mean, we did the Donkey Kong games, but I don't think that's the same. I think we, not the same. we're probably going to have to do a more broken out thing where it's like, all right, we're going to focus entirely on Super Mario World this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, another time we'll focus entirely on the original Super Mario Brothers or, or, or the uh, second game too, which is weird. It's not even really a Mario game, but they slapped a bunch of art on it and called it Mario. Um, right, like they all See, deserve the their thing own. That's the thing I want to do because we always try to take an angle. 
at yeah. this, you know, because there's so much stuff about talking about Mario, but we got it. We love Mario so much. There's got to be a Mario yeah, show. But there can't, it, there's Several. just no way we get it all in one. So it'll be a per game no. thing, probably, but, or, you know, a number of games grouped together. But, but yes, I guarantee you, we don't even exist without doing that at some point. So, yeah, hang in yeah. there. That's uh, great. Thanks, Gabe. Send me f- my, uh, send me my Steam, uh, my, my Steam deck. Yeah, get my him Steam a Steam deck, deck Gabe. Yeah. Me too, Gabe. Get us both Steam decks, yeah. Gabe. I, I, I once again did not get emails for this round, so I guess I'm not on their list until third quarter. Mm. I don't know. And by then, am I? Do I even want one by then? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. I don't. Know. It's, it's getting really hot reviews in the retro scene. The retro players are kind of liking it. Yeah, the retro the retro scene for it is pretty strong, which is what my first thought was when I heard about it. I was right. Like, Ooh, we're gonna. This is gonna be the ult. Is this gonna be the ultimate freaking retro box? It might be. I think it is. Anyway. Uh, yo, my peeps says Steve, uh, sure. You're all aware, uh, or I'm sure you're all aware, but there are a ton of great new games out for the NES that can actually be played on a real NES Mm. hardware or emulated. I suggest, or I highly suggest these three. If you're interested, the first two, you can actually order on a physical cart, uh, which and whiz. Okay. That's one. Witch and whiz. Okay. I never heard of that, but I'm looking at a witch and a wizard is, is short for wizard, right? Uh, yep, you would be correct. It looks like it's a side-scrolling, oh, like uh, looks... let's see. Oh, here it is. Brand new puzzle platformer for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Young boy's been kidnapped by a dark sorceress. It's up to you, his best friend, a young witch, uh, to rescue him, but it won't be easy. Over a hundred levels of brain-melting puzzles Aww. stand between you and you solving them all or whatever the hell that says. Oh, this looks right, right, great. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, I'm and you can also, uh, let's see, you can also play the emulator. So I guess you could purchase this as well as a digital copy, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, ten dollars, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I want to do it. I'm with you. I like. I like the idea of the cart. I like that. The special edition is sold out, though. Daggummit. Oh, no, that sucks. Okay, how about this? Uh, we got one called Micro Mages, also Ooh, more, available. More. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that seems neat. Uh, he's got one here called B O B L. I don't know what that is. It's another itch. Oh, I've, I've seen this Micro Mages. I've seen that before. Have you? That was cool. B-O-B-L looks like an interesting... Oh, this is neat looking. Look at the the animation on this. Is this just running on NES Oh, I do like this. Yeah, this looks cool. Oh, that is neat. So it's kind of like a little ball that like... uh, Yeah, look at the physics. Oh, little physics. I like that. Little ripple physics in the water. Nintendo is a physics kind of console. No, not that one. I need to know more about... I'm going to play these games. Uh, it says also included is a link to, uh, or sorry, that covers all things NES homebrew. Uh, he sent that over as well. There's like a Substack uh, letter oh, or newsletter about it. I'm going to subscribe to it. Thanks, I'm Steve. This is now. great. <clears throat> I love it. Thank Home, you, Steve. The homebrew uh, st- uh, uh, world is cool, and I'd like to do more in it. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. All right, Brian, we're just about done, but we got to let people know that next week we're doing the four-player arcade co-ops of the 90s. Think X-Men, yes. Simpsons, TMNT, uh, TMNT, rather. What else? Uh, there's others. Uh, there are others, but those were the top three for me. Now, this is the 90s, not the 80s. They're, we'll probably talk about Gauntlet. We usually talk about stuff leading up to games. And then the games beyond, but we're primarily going to sit our big bird butts down right at X-Men, Simpsons, and TMNT and yep. those four-player co-op I, games. I have a very specific story about that X-Men game that to this day still stings. Still stings. I'll hmm. save it for next week, but it's uh, it's a real bummer. 
of a, of right. a story. Does, does Rogue touch you in the crotch? No. Where's, where's Rogue she took touch my, you? She took my crotch power <laughs> by touching my yeah. crotch. No, she uh, nothing to do it with took her. Your big DD energy. It has to do with <laughs> what I thought I was getting when I bought a game later that had the X Men on it. Oh, okay, yeah, interesting. Get, yeah. I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah, then I'll get to that. Back next to week. the arcade we're going, Scott. That's right, four player arcade. Uh, it'll sound a little like this. Where is it? Uh, here we go. Ninety. This is from ninety two. So this has been about the time you'd hear a little bit of this. More on that next week when we tackle X-Men, Simpsons, TMNT, and much, much more. In the meantime, if you like this show, and I know that you do, make sure you support us over at patreon.com slash playretro. It's a chance for you to support your favorite retro gaming podcast and get lots of benefits for doing so. Patreon.com slash playretro is where you want to go. Follow Brian during the week. He plays a lot of these games and more over at Brian Dunaway on Twitch. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find me at uh, Frog Pants, where we do a lot of other shows, as well as any game streams I do. I also do there as well. Uh, PlayRetroShow at gmail.com is our email address. PlayRetroShow on Twitter is where you can find out when shows go live and other cool stuff. So check that out. We'll be doing some giveaways there soon uh, as well. And as always, all this stuff and everything else you ever need about us is over at FrogPants.com slash PlayRetro. Hey, Brian, anything else you want to add before we go? Yes. Push rock push I rock died. did you put oh you died again well get ready to reload the save oh there were no saves back then oh, oh start the game over ryan start the effing game over all right everybody that's <laughs> gonna do it for us thanks for listening thanks for watching go play something retro we'll see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. The biggest adventure game ever created. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.